Let's bring it down. All right, there we go. Let's run this, Hell man. Yeah, yo, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. is up, bro? It's the Wake and Bake on those blind James. Like always, you guys know where you can find our show on Instagram. That's at the Wake and Bake OH. That's the Wake, letter N, Bake OH on Instagram. Look us up with a like and follow. You know we love that action. Then if you want to watch our stuff, pop over to Facebook and YouTube. That's at the Wake and Bake with Blind James. You can also listen on your favorite streaming platform if you tell your phone or smart speaker to play the Wake and Bake with Blind James podcast. It'll do so. And if you like our show, last but not least, you're going to pop over to patreon.com slash blindjames. Hook it up with that donation. You can help us keep our show afloat. We'll keep bringing you dope-ass interviews like the one we're bringing you this evening out on the road, live from the border of fucking Pennsylvania and Ohio, mm-hmm. man. We are out yeah. here in the, a little bit of ways from our homeland in the studio in the oven of Cleveland. But guess what? With me, as always, big fucking shocker. Is the co-host, <laughs> the man, the legend, the Don, Don fucking Cooch. What's yeah, up, yeah, my yeah. dude? Shit, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm just smoked out, loked out, chilling with Ross B. Dude, DJ Ross B. Mm-hmm. Dude, he hooked it the fuck up on the smoke, huh? <laughs> dude, on the smoke, on the beer, on the, on the space. Hell dude, yeah, dude. Yeah, ready? I was just saying, man, this is the first time in a... I can't tell you the last time I had a cold glass of... Ice cold glass of something, bro. Hey. All right, and mm-hmm. I got that that diet. Is that a diet Pepsi hitter? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. That's that hitter right there, son. And you guys know where you can find Don Cooch on Instagram is at Don underscore Cooch K O O C H. Hit him up for all your recording needs, especially out in Lorain County, man. This dude will make you yeah. sound good, just like he does for the Wake and Bake. And uh, our other guys, man, our executive producer Swaldo cannot be here, nor could JP. They are out doing work from all of our video coverage we were doing this past weekend. At the Organic Cup up in Glad, Glad, Glad middle of nowhere, Glenn. Michigan. Yeah, dude. Somewhere up Somewhere there. Somewhere up there in Michigan, dude. We were uh, deep in the sticky wikis. But you know what? <laughs> they, we, were, we got hooked up with a lot of sticky wiki because uh, the Organic Cup treated us well. Shouts out to Gage Green Group, North Coast Cannabis. Everybody that came on the Wake and Bake, your videos and uh, stuff will be uploaded real soon, man. But... You know, we couldn't do live videos there, man. There's not a lot of internet happening out nah, that way. Not a whole lot of anything Not going a whole on. lot. Dude, there was, I think, one fast food place open till like, 1 in the morning, and it, I think it was a shitty, I think it was a, a, a whack Donald's, huh? Yeah. I mean, we were on a dirt road. Dude. We so. <laughs> dirt road that kind of explains it all right there. Jake Pastor was skirting his Volkswagen all around that dirt road, pumping that e-brake in and out with the clutch, <laughs> hitting corners. You go, JP, man. If you guys want to, you can check out Jake Pastor at Jake Pastor Audio on all social media or JPCLE. That's J-A-Y-P-C-L-E on all social media. He's also the dude to hit up. For any work that you need done at Signal Flow Studio. And our executive producer, Swaldo, making the show happen with gear and all that good shit. Getting us around town, doing what the fuck he does. You guys can find him at Party with Waldo on Instagram or Fitness with Swaldo for all of his workout stuff. That's Swaldo, (laughs) S-W-O-L-E-D-O. Or Metal to the Pedal for him and Jake and all of their car stuff that they got going on. That's M-E-D-D-L-E to the pedal. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest this evening, DJ, DJ Ross B. B. Yeah. What's B. up, everybody? What's up, my dude? Chilling, chilling. Man, <laughs> tonight is the night where I get educated. Now, for the thing, can you speak up a little bit so the sure. video catches you? Is that you? a little bit better? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just want to make sure the video catches you. Right on, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, I want, you're going to give me a hit, man. Like I was just saying before we started, 
I've been ignorant to the history of reggae music. I've been going around telling people like, oh man, I like white boy reggae. And that just sounds as fucking ignorant, huh? So <laughs> no, man, there's all little. kinds of reggae anymore, man. But yeah, I feel yeah. like that's not that's that camp that's not correct, man. That can't be it. You even got me like I call it Cali reggae. I'm like, right, wow, right. that makes so much way to more sense. Fuck fucking yeah. woke James, dude. Jesus <laughs> <Right>. fuck, man. <laughs> Blind guy for real, dude. Open your third eye, asshole. <laughs> hey, That's but uh, I'm excited for tonight, man. You're going to give me a uh, little history. Yeah, I'm going to work your pineal gland, so you're going to be good. Nice, dude. Your I thought you were going to say something else when you started saying <laughs> you're going to work and it started with the P. I got real excited, bro. I was like, damn, man, you're real accommodating here at this, this humble abode. Uh, and what kind of work do you run, DJ Rossby? You, you do the... Uh, you said at the West Side Bowl you run a dub? Yeah, I do garage dub sessions here since you know this whole thing started with the COVID. So we've been doing garage dub sessions here in the garage every Thursday night from 8 to 10, hooking it up. We get a pretty good amount of views every week, people tuning in, listening to stuff, grabbing some good grub over there and tuning in. Right on. Bad. Yeah, West Side Bowl always throws some good shows, man. Yeah, Nate's a really good guy. It's a great venue for the crowds around here. Oh, for sure, man. Our boys Tropidelic played there uh, right before the old COVID. Yeah, I actually played the basement that night. So the club in the basement, I was down there doing my gig. And they were, like, yelling for a bunch of people, like, hey, get upstairs. Tropidelic's starting, right? (laughs) After the show, they came back down and stayed till closing. So it was pretty good. I rocked out down there for a couple hours and... Oh yeah, those they're great dudes, man. Shouts yeah. out to uh, their merch dudes. They signed, they sent out the wake and bake some gear. I'm actually rocking the new hat they sent me out. Oh right, you guys on. can see that that yeah. that fresh ass drop hat right there, boy. You guys should uh, get that from Trap Stuff, man. They also sent me uh, some cool little pipage, man. Where'd my little dude go? Look at, I got a. Uh, they saw that I was rocking that I giant. See him over there. That giant chill. Oh, it's in my pocket. They yeah, saw yeah, I was yeah. rocking that <laughs> giant ass chillum at all these shows I would bring, and it would like stick out of my pocket and shit. <laughs> so they sent me one that I could bring to their shows. Look at that, nice, dude. Nice. Isn't that dope? Fits yeah. right in my little watch pocket. That's so, sweet. Hell yeah, man. Those dudes are always looking out for us, man. So shouts out to all the boys, Billy, Vinny, and the uh, the merch crew with Trot. Fuck yeah. Right hell yeah. Shit yeah. Shit yeah. And, uh, man, but let's get into this, dude. So let's get into the history of... Do oh, you got any other shows you want to plug before we get in and jump into this history I actually lesson? do. I have a real big show coming up September 18th. Yeah, where, uh, yeah uh, where's this running? Just on the side of Warren. It's at 375 Wilson Sharpsville Road. It's at a place called Mini Bike Mike's Speed Bar and Grill. It's got All a right. big, big field in the back that equals about two football fields. So we're going to set up the system, <laughs> back-of-the-yard sound system, Pyramid of speakers with a lot of amps, a lot of bass. Beautiful. Be so myself. people can distance themselves. If yeah, they, you plenty know, of social distancing, but still being able to fi- feel that bass, you know? Yes. <laughs> right on. Incredible. And two other guest DJs coming to play from Columbus with me, so it'll be a good time. Awesome, man. Yeah. And then what's what's this? Uh, what's the vibe going to be like? How is it? How's this set up? You got to buy tickets ahead of time or no, can you just show? No, this is the great part. It's a free show. Oh, well, nice. I'm dying yeah. to just get out and play with a couple of my dudes. So we're going to do a free show. It'll be a good time for everybody. You know, they can practice their social distancing and enjoy a nice evening. It'll go from 7 till whenever. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. And then uh, how, are, how is the, uh, the bar is yeah. it set up to? Or they, yeah, is the bar set up. Are some homies that they are like, dude, come on, we, we're we yeah, totally. some live music? Yeah, the owner's totally cool. He's a really good guy. Um, so he's going to hook it up, you know, plenty of food, all the beer, everything. So... 
Look right. at all those oh, sales. Yeah, and, yeah, we all yeah. need something like that, man. Right, right. We're all just paying it forward, trying to do some unity peace stuff, you know? Let everybody still get together and vibe, but being a, you know, some good social distancing, right? Yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah. how it should be, Which man. Which is why a lot of amps and a big speaker system gives plenty of people a room. <laughs> oh, true, oh true. yeah, man. You go sit yeah. up deep on that, feel right. away from everybody and still enjoy it. That's right. And catch yourself a nice little buzzy-wuzzy while you're hanging out out there. That's it, man. All right, man. Well, without further ado, again, I'd like to get into this little history yeah, sure. lesson, my dude. So reggae so, really first started with ska music, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s So like Streetlight Manifesto, right? Yeah, like so you're thinking of like um, the Upsetters. Or Derek Morgan. You know? Oh, no. I, you say Two Scott. Two Tunes Desmond re- Decker. A lot of old people. You so. say, oh, no, no. You say Sky. My head goes to real big fish in the aqua baths. Yeah, right, right. That's what <laughs> I think. So get me hip. What is, what is right. real Sky then? This is some older Sky right here. This is Shantytown by Desmond Decker. Right? So, all right. Really all right. good idea what was going on back then, right? Now, what year is this? Uh, I'm not really sure about this actual song, but we were looking at the 60s, right? Like early 60s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it so this sounds is really, like it in know, the recording. This whole ska thing started, and that's kind of where Bob started. His first band, you know, they played ska. They had short hair, they're all wearing suits, right? Whalers? Yeah, Bob. Yep, the whole bit. So then once they got going, you know, Bob changed up his game. He found Rastafariism, grew his hair out, started dubbing out, and playing a whole different style of reggae right and went away from the ska and went with the offbeat you know so it just really changed things a lot let me hear this this voice here yeah yeah here you go reach in front of you the ashtray is like farther up on the table up 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 to the left up to the right all right all right so a little more, uh, I, I don't know how to, was it like a, a what's that, 50s doo-woppy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that, yup, yup. That sky, it's that beat, man. I dig that a lot. <coughs> and then, so you said that, what were some of the bigger bands around this era? Uh, Toots and the Maytels is one that stuck around for a long time. Desmond Decker, The Specials, a lot of people heard of The Specials from before. I've heard of The Specials. Message to you, know. Rudy. I've not heard of The Specials. I've heard of them, but everybody should have heard of the specials, but I haven't. (coughs) Here, this song's been around forever. (coughs) Right? Oh, okay, I dig that a lot, man. I'm about to go to the trumpet. Hell yeah. Okay. All right, now now it seems like the tone of reggae as far as lyrics and the, the vocals never really changed, though. The sound, you can obviously tell, goes through. Right. A, a, I don't want to say a major change, but it's kind of like rock, rock music. It all stems from rock, and you can tell. Yeah. And you can obviously tell where all reggae stemming from from this. Mm. This is going back to you, Don Gooch. Uh, Frost wants it. I mean, Wait. but uh, no, uh, I'm good. All right, all right. We'll this way. All right, all right. Just talk on it then. Right on. It is a lot but, of uh, back and forth, back and forth. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, but yeah. So then, what did this translate into? You said that then Bob found Rastafarianism, right? Yeah, yeah. So then Bob started with some stuff. He threw out some Bob real quick for him. 
And Bob is, this is Jamaican reggae, right? Because, like, there's also reggae that stemmed from this in other countries. It didn't yeah. all come from Jamaica and the no, Caribbean. That's actually, that's actually a really good point, James. You know, the ska music really took off over in England, too, right? The whole European scene over there with ska music was huge. You know, that's where you talked about the skinheads back in the day, right? They, they were over there listening to ska music. It was okay. huge over that way. So, know? like, what year did Bob start bringing and playing this new form of reggae in, in the Caribbean? That really would have been in the 70s. Okay. Exactly so which year. I go back and take a look. I don't know off the top of my head. That's cool. So then this is uh, what, uh, so late 60s, when was the Whalers in that era still doing this, like, kind of, I guess, more of a boy bandy sound? Right, right. Late 60s, early 70s, you know? And then he switched it up and started with some other stuff that's... Uh, it's good stuff. I gotta find a good song here for you. All right, I only know this now because the shout out to Reggae 360, our homies, sent us at the Wake and Bake out to One Love Music Festival. Uh, I got to meet the dudes from Steel Pulse. Oh, right on. And uh, yeah, they're Selwyn, a good group of guys. Yeah, yeah. Selwyn, their keyboardist, was getting me hip <laughs> to, uh, and I just I thought from his accent that he might have been South African <laughs> or something. Right. But I didn't know that there was a a, a UK reggae band that came out in 1975 right you know in that same era with when bob and the whalers right made that jump yeah and so this is like one of his good transition songs a bob song right here right keep on moving so oh you can yeah see how it's transitioning from the ska over to more of a reggae beat right oh it's yeah got more it's way, depth more, to it. way more droppy dude exactly you can definitely tell he started talking out a little more. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So as as well as this, because Bob was also obviously like the dude yeah, right? from Jamaica. Who were some of the other bands from this era that get overshined? Like Steel Pulse. I wonder, because uh, yeah. I listen to Steel Pulse and I go, how are these guys not as famous as Bob? Oh, there were a lot of them. Gregory Isaacs, Jimmy Cliff. Dennis Brown. I've heard of Gregory. I've heard of Gregory Isaacs, but none of the other ones. Um, Dennis Brown was great. He played uh, Big Ship, which was one of his. Big Ship was one of his great songs here. Pull up for you. Right on. And uh, this is all around that mid '70s time then. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What were some of the other places that got influenced by reggae? Oh, obviously. So we hit UK, the Caribbean, and then where else? Pretty much everywhere, you know, with doing what I'm doing now and using this Amphreak and the software and stuff, I've, there's, I have friends that are into this music from the Philippines, Paraguay, Australia. Yeah, obviously the whole German, the whole European thing that's big over there. Mm. All over Africa, there's a number of artists that came from there, like Alpha Blondie or Lucky Dubé, two really great artists that, you know, are from Africa that play some really great reggae now from that early ska stuff was there all that was there any bands that adapted that and hit that early punk scene and you know what i mean like along that lines with the sex pistols and the ramones started yeah, coming I mean, out they the were 70s. All the same time yeah yeah, like, yeah. would you would you say because they were all around the same time and yeah exactly because yeah, like, they're all in everybody that knows the police right they, they had yeah. a, like, kind of a vibe that's like a good that, call but police and thieves was a good song that was uh 
Yeah, because I could just imagine that, like you were saying, with all that being in that same era of music and ska obviously influencing the punk scene and then obviously being the biggest like, influence into it's reggae. Like the two different sides. Right. Yeah, it's but like they, they all split. but they all go together. But they yeah, right. but they, and then they all came from they the same thing. Together. So this is kind of like well. the clash. This is actually the clash's version of police and thieves. <coughs> all right. All right. Very punk, very punk. Then watch this. The Clash. All right, break it down. Skank's coming right here. All right. All right. Here we go. All right, right, it's rocking. It's rocking. Yeah. We're going to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. So that's Police and Thieves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, okay. Yeah, not as in your face, huh? Yeah. Right. All right, I dig it. Now, so obviously you can see where they all came in together. And I, I'd say that you can definitely tell within punk bass lines. Yeah, right. A lot right. of reggae influence. Right. That's for sure. Like One Step yeah. Beyond. You remember that song? No. By Madness? Nope. Don't watch that. Watch this. This is the heavy, heavy monster sound. The Nazis sound around. So if you're coming off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockiness, rock steady beat of madness. One step beyond. I got as high as fuck, dude. All right, yeah. This is awesome, man. I fuck with this heavily. Good All right, who is this? This one's Madness. Who is the, this by? The band. The band's Madness. Oh, the band is yeah. Madness. Song is One Step Beyond. All right. Yeah, this is the band. Fast, okay, now what? It, what? Punky it, ska music. What right? year is this? Same thing. It's in the seventies. Oh, you know? the, wow. Yeah, this all this came out in the seventies. See, Good this stuff. is crazy because yeah. I'm like, damn, this almost sounds like it. Could, this is modern almost. So this right. is really timeless shit. It's good stuff. It's phenomenal. It really is. It's really eye-opening to get hip to all this stuff that I wasn't before because now it's like, oh, I totally see where the reggae influence came in, um, even on like a dub tracks and remix tracks now and stuff. And it's right. like, oh man, dude, you. Now I'm hearing a lot of riffs that are. I'm like, oh, you ripped that from this dude, motherfuckers. I can't wait to call so many of my friends out now. Right. I'm like, oh, you guys thought I was just some little fucking emo kid hanging out with the reggae guys. Ah. You know where it started with me? Three two beer. As weird as three, it is, two, I'm old. Beer. You used to have three two beer, which means when you're 18, you can you drink, drink three point two. Yeah. So a friend of mine in school is like, hey, if we could go drink free beer if we set up for my brother-in-law and my sister's band. They were a reggae band. I knew nothing about reggae. That was my first exposure at 18 years old. I'm 58, so for 40 years I've been rocking on some Hell reggae. Yeah. You know, feeling the vibe, enjoying this whole thing. That's right? awesome. It's a great style. It's really my like. I was shout out again. The dudes from Tropidelic really pulling me deep into this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before yeah. that, uh, again, you know, I was really just into bands like. 311, Sublime. Shout out to our friend uh, Kelly Knoll at the, the Bradley's House and the Knoll Family Foundation. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, the bigger name, uh, I guess, you know, like I've been calling them white boy reggae bands. 
But yeah, right. Cal, I'll call him Cali Reggae Benz. Yeah, I just thought, I just, you know, when I named my folder, I just named it Cali Reggae because there's just so much good stuff. I mean, you got Big Mountain, Tribal Seeds. Tribal Seeds is dope, dude. Yeah. Shouts out to y'all. No. Sublime, Stick yeah, Figure, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Long Beach Dub All-Star, yeah, shout out. Yeah, all stu- yeah. Slightly Stupid, Roots of Creation. Hell Revolution. Yeah. Revolution. Revolution yes. is yes. so good, man. Yes. Fuck yeah. I've been telling you lately, uh, I've been getting into this. I think this band is from Brooklyn. They're called Oogie Wawa. Yeah. They're fucking dope. I'm a huge fan. They just dropped this song a couple weeks ago called Herbal Aroma. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal, dude. Let me tell you. What's up? Take a look at what's on here. Oh, you got like all the, all, you got everything, huh? You're not fucking around. This guy. Who'd you tell me was? Oogie Wawa. Song's called Herbal Aroma. She got the herbal aroma. She got the eyes of a stoner. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, dude. This intro is, uh, you know it right away. I like a song where you know what the song is right off that first chord. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, very fucking vibey. Yeah. That's like that. I like stuff I can break it down and dance to. Yeah, yeah. Sit here and wobble back and forth. Stuff that you can catch a nice buzz to. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. So, yeah, but let's get back into the history lesson, man, because this is obviously modern, man. We'll get back into those guys. When we get back to their era, but let's let's get back in our time capsule, time machine here. All right, like fucking uh, George Carlin, and then you be <laughs> yeah, George right? Carlin, you be Rufus tonight, <laughs> and me and Cooch are gonna hey, be motherfucking hey. Bill and Ted. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's take our trip back. Let's go visit Socrates. Now we're 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 visiting. <laughs> now we're in the late seventies, and we're coming into the early eighties. All right. Gotcha. Like I, like I said, so we got you. R.I.P. Bob Marley. Yeah. 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 Okay. So and tell me that again. Early 80s. Early 80s. Early yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah so, so that's where a lot of dance hall and reggae kind of blended together. It started. I mean, reggae was still hardcore then, but. Right. And we talked about this a little bit before with the dance hall thing. This is where you, you win. Uh, I would turn on like BET late at night. Right. And I would um, touch myself watching those hot ass girls. God, they would just, it was like they were getting down right there on the dance floor, dude. Right. Oh, man, I still got a thing. Maybe that's why I married a Brazilian. Man, something about that. Ah, dude, sorry. <laughs> Let me bring it back. Uh, yeah, but like I said, those dance halls, they just, I, they look so hype and so fun. And uh, what what led into that? Was it like the was it the 808s getting involved, or what was it? No, a lot of it was the sound systems. These guys, you know, the, these big speaker setups. They wanted to be able to go out and play to the masses and do their own shows. And so it was one-offs that started that way, and it, it just parlayed forward. So I'm trying to get the software loaded back up. It decides to you know, have an attitude right now in the middle of our. That's 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 <laughs> electronics. That's, that's how this show works. Every right? time we do anything. <laughs> 
Never, never fails, right? No, no never. Never. Though. Never. I'm surprised. If the live stream is still going, I'm about to pee myself a little bit. Ex- expect the worst. Oh, it's oh, still going. Oh, man. Always oh, expect the worst. There goes a dribble, though. You know. There it was. Cooch made it happen. Always so I'm expect just the worst. It'll only take a second. No, it's cool, yeah, man. But yeah, right. so when the dance hall, what really, so this stuff starts coming in. Trigger and dance hall. Was it a movement that had to make its way up into the U.S. at any point? Like, what brought it? Because obviously, a bunch of these bands we've been talking about are not from the United States. They're from no. abroad. I mean, Bob actually, you know, with Bob touring, it started to bring an interest to reggae. Bob was warming up for rock bands back in the day, right? Okay. He he wasn't the headliner until later. Everybody heard his music, and next thing you know, he's a headliner. Just being the Whalers to Bob Marley and the Whalers. When did uh, Bob take a Justin Timberlake position on this? Yeah, right. I don't know the answer to that. I always thought he kind of was, though. I, I mean, thought, he was well, obviously. Well, all right, I could tell you how this is. When he implemented his own guitar into it. Oh, yeah. That's okay. definitely when he skank, it became Bob style. Marley and the Whalers. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Because you before can always tell singers. when Bob's jamming, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a hundred for sure. Yeah, um, hey, I, I knew an answer for one. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shout out. To I Bob mean, Cooch, I know some. Man. I know some Bob history. Uh, so, yeah, you know, you know some Bob. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would rely on you for if like Bob Marley came up as a Jeopardy category. I'd be like, can I take a, <laughs> can I take a sub for this one? Uh, yeah, shit. Let me get Don Cooch in here for this row. <laughs> Start out at a thousand for him too. Don't fuck around, Don Coots. Let's get I that mean, bread. That, hell yeah! It's either, it's either we're getting we're gaining a thousand or we're, we're gonna be down a thousand. Yeah, we down a thousand. Either way, we're gonna get it. We'll come back, man. You lose that first I should one, be good, man. Though. You I win. Know a lot of hey, man, you'll take eight hundred through two hundred, bro. I trust you, bro. It's on Bob know, Marley. Either bro. way, yeah. If I, if I miss that thousand, yeah, I would probably get all. The You're rest. gonna get the rest, bro. I trust <laughs> you, homie. I trust you. It's so, taking yeah. a minute to read when my did it tags. St- so he was opening for like the rock bands and stuff, and um, that was what like still late seventies. So what bands would he been opening? No, up by for? the late seventies, he was already off to his own thing. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, he was headlining on on his own. So yeah, Bob Marley, he started. It says here in the nineteen sixty three, right? So one of the big things was the election. You know the. People's National Party in 1976 when the country Jamaica was divided. That was really where he made a name for himself because he, he brought everybody together. After he got shot. Yeah, well, that's part of the process. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah. And then, you know, he, he, he played diagnosed that with show. cancer that's, that's in 77. He had melanoma right in his yeah. toe. So that's just, just the way it happened, you know. He received his medical care. He had a lot of health problems growing up, though. I've I've heard a lot of, uh, I listened to a few different documentaries on, like, him as a person. And, yeah, a lot of them say that he had some major health problems from the time he was a kid. He did. Yeah. He did. Um, But, so, when, before that, then, what what bands was he opening up for that gave him such a fucking, you know, following and made him a superstar? You know, I don't remember the exact bands. I actually think one of them was the Stones. That's I was gonna oh, say. Yeah, it had to I have been the, the Stones or somebody that was into something funky and would right. have brought something from abroad. Right. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, incredible though. That's one of my favorite bands of all times, right there. Is the Stones, man. The Stones. Are and damned if they didn't start implementing some of that, you know, reggae influence in more than a few of yeah. their songs. Right. You know, I love like even one of my favorite. You know, what really jumped me into liking reggae, honestly. Is the breakdown in Spirit of the Radio from Rush? Okay. Oh yeah, Spirit of the Radio. Hell okay. Yeah. I am the biggest Rush fan. That was that's my number one favorite band of all time. Okay. 
But uh, that yeah, that breakdown in Spirit of the Radio. Right. I, the first time I heard that, I was like, ooh, I like that sound. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I heard, like, Sublime and, and shit like that doing it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm into this music, Yeah. Bro. For me, I was all about progressive rock before I was exposed to reggae, like I said, like in 1980, 81, right before Bob passed. And, you know, then it was all Genesis, Floyd, like you said, Rush, you know, Jethro Lake and Toll, or Jethro Toll, yeah. Emerson Lake and Palmer, all those guys, right, back in the day. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm really big into that. Even now, yeah. I'm huge into prog metal and shit, and math, math core is what it's called now. Right, or, right. Or too. Yeah, they do, it. you know, and this taking another step, too, from the dub. They went the dubstep, which is, you know, a real fast-style drum. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got dubstep, I'm trap a, music, all the bass lines. Yeah, I've been to a couple raves. Or, or yeah, two, right, right, you know, right. I've taken a couple things. Right. Some so this show is going to be similar to that. You know, it's a lot of dub. It's a lot of bass that I was talking about late, earlier. Yeah. Today, right? So when we get on, uh, you got your, you, you up and running? Yeah, I'm up and running again. All right, so, so let's jump back to it. Early 80s. Right. 80s. What's the vibe coming in with this dance hall stuff since all these speaker the, systems and stuff are coming out? It's getting a little more electronic. DJs are getting involved. Right. So, like, here, this, shit you know, the whole Ganja songs, right? This is a great one. It's by Barrington Levy. Everybody's heard it. It's called Under, My, Under Me Cincy. Okay. You heard this one before? Nope. Hey. Whoa. Yep. Done by like producers, or is this full bands and stuff still? Say that again. Is this done by like singular producers, like you, or by a full band and no, stuff? No, this is a full band. This is an artist. Yeah. Okay, He's, and then what? They, because uh, like I'm just I, I'm trying to figure this out right now. Because right. where's the what's the dub? What's the difference with dub and dance hall? Like, come in where you come in with these big speakers and are throwing right. So what they'll do is sounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll they'll tweak the music with. You know, reverb, echo, sirens, delays, things like that. So, for example, let me turn so this So it's back reggae, on. but you're adding someone like you to the band. Yeah, you're adding effects to it, you know, so you uh, So you come in and here, give us a... Get, like, spin this with some of your own tunage to it. Right, like... Let it, me it, make it heavy with your own spin to it. Let me yeah. get something tasty. Yeah, yeah. It's not a lot of beat matching like typical DJs do in, like, dance music and all that stuff, so... Instead, the way they tweak it would be something similar to this. That shit is fucking ill. Yep. You see what I'm talking about? Ross B, bro. Yeah, that's right. Dub it out, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, shit, was, that nasty, shit was dumb. That shit was dumb. Yo, yeah. I am trying to get so high and like, that is the how you like zone out. That is exactly how you zone out listening to something. Yeah, like, I can't. I'm definitely Whoa. coming to your thing on the 18th, dude. And I am going to yeah. get 10,000 milligrams, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make sure edibles work on me that day, bro. <laughs> I need so many of them, man. Hook me. Somebody who's got RSO. One of our homies with Ooh, the RSO. Yo, Let me get 10,000 millis shipped out stat. I need that. it shoved down my throat <laughs> by September 18th, sirs. 
and madams. You whoever be can sleeping. get at us. What do you mean? What are you, you talking about? <laughs> this shit doesn't work on me, Cooch. If I if I knock back ten thousand millis of RSO, bro, you don't think I'll just be like fried? Oh, man, man I gotta try, right? I mean, shit, you could be fried. I think so, man. I used to do heroin, Cooch. <laughs> true, true. Come on, man. I'm saying I'll probably get to the point where I'm like, man, I need a nap. Yo. Oh, yeah, I'll probably need a nap, too, night, for night. sure, I'm man. I'm going to bring a blanket lie. with me and everything if I do some shit like that. I definitely need a nap. That's for sure, man. <laughs> hey, I was thinking today, man, can I find somebody who can make me some THC-infused coffee, please? God damn, that would be Ooh. perfect, sir. Hit up, hit up a... Hit up Elon, maybe. Right, I'm going to hit up fucking He does the CBD. Maybe he could. Oh, he might, man. Shout out to Elon. Shout out to Elon Supply. Supply. But, uh, yeah, dude, how good would that be? A little fucking coffee with a little THC in there? Or a lot of THC in there? Dude, I think he could make that happen. I think he could make that happen, Coach. I I definitely think it's possible. (laughs) Uh, So, all right, who else do we got? So you get some... This dance hall stuff starts coming in. This was... who, Who was this again? This was Barrington Levy. Okay, all right. What was Barrington the song? Barrington Levy. This is that real shit. I what love... was the song? Uh, this one was, well, this song's Murderer. This is another one I was playing here. Uh-huh. It's another popular one. Oh, I have heard this song, Psych, right. man. Yeah, that's good stuff, Everyone's too. heard this, man. They sample yeah. this for everybody. Yeah, right? Everybody samples this, bro. All right, so this is huge. What year was this? Uh, same 80s? thing. This was, yeah, like 81, I think, 82. Okay, so this is right as the early Actually, 80s. Actually, a little later, mid-80s. Mid-80s. Mid, okay, all right. So I'm going to guess same era of things were happening, though, at the start yeah. of the 80s to mid-80s, this yep. dance hall vibe. And now I think I, you say dance hall. I think of the more hype stuff with, like, the crazy, like, whistles and shit in the background. Yeah, there's plenty of that. There's uh, all kinds of artists re- regarding the dance hall scene. I can throw something on here for you. This one's, this is uh, 80s style dance hall right here. Who Say Me Done? This is by Cuddy Rangs. He actually played Cuddy. here uh, last summer. I DJed for the Reggae Fest here in Youngstown. And he was the headliner for the show here. Hey. Nice. Oh man, I this heard is... this. I know this. This is exactly what I was picturing when you say dancehall music. This is exactly yeah. what I was, what I had in mind. So. Yeah, this is the '80s dancehall, late '80s, early '90s when things That's started fire. really taking off in the dancehall world, right? Yes. So was this pretty much the whole vibe through the '80s? Was was just doing? Yeah, it was this fast beat. Uh, Bandolero by the Pinchers is another great song that was around for a minute. Let's throw that on real quick. You hear what this sounds like. Yeah, I've heard this too. This is my shit. I love this song. Oh man, Cooch over there getting it, bro. Oh yeah. It's because it's in Shadows. This Hell song yeah. is definitely right in Shadows. Okay, I'm okay. fucking baller. Yeah, see, they this have so is much good music in Shadows too. I, I gotta get you hit, bro. 
Yeah, no, that's I for sure. We gotta get you hooked. Let me see if that's on a streaming platform, sir. Shaka Demas and Pinchers was another great one. Let me look that up real quick for you. There's a couple great songs they had that were top hits back in the day. So 80s and the early 90s yeah. had this same very dancey, fucking sweaty, clubby, get down dirty vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, late night stuff, right? What uh, was when was know. the transition that that Reggae music went from, you know, the uh, more political message to, you, you know, telling well, that's the whole dance hall scene. They start singing about, you know, kind of like rock and roll, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, well, sex, drugs, and reggae, right? Like getting down, dirty, dancing, the hot, steamy nights, the sound systems, middle of the night, partying, you know, that whole scene, right? Dude, I want to go to Jamaica. It, it was their raves, but. you know. Basically, how our raves were, it's their raves. They would go out and do this stuff. It was a good time. Yeah, dude. Things I really only know that. I, I want to go to a real one though. I went to one when I was like 15 at a resort when I was in Jamaica with my fucking parents. Nice. But like that was like you know, that that was tours. That was a bunch of drunk white moms dancing around. <laughs> right, <me>. right, <laughs> right. That they're doing they're doing the electric slide and all that kind of stuff, right? No, no, they were still bumping stuff like this, oh, and they had oh yeah, there were and there were still locals in there oh, right getting on. down after work and stuff. So it was still pretty cool, but it wasn't like I'm saying. I want to go to the one where it's like, man, you already described the women to you, bro. <laughs> right. Big Trying to go there. Right. Yes. Thank you, Cooch. Right, go on, uh, preach, Don Cooch. Um, I, it's trying to reconnect again on the live. I just. Yeah, it's cool. It's all good. It gets an attitude sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just let it run, and we'll. Uh, if it connects, connects. If it disconnects, it disconnects, yeah. man. So that's we'll how it, it'll happen. It'll disconnect and connect again on its own. Just keep letting it play, huh? Yeah, it was, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, like I said, this <laughs> is what happens when we, we. I warned people when we started, but we don't have right. a crew. Yeah, so. it's the same. Yes. Yeah. This other, this is a great song here, Murder She Wrote. This is by Shaka Diva's Applier. This is one of their popular songs from that day, too. Okay, okay. Oh, my God, I wish I could understand them. down so heavy right. but like i gotta say i can never understand the intro guy <laughs> right never some like, of their patois is real heavy you know it's, for the yeah, average guy so, you gotta really listen to it a few times to catch what they're saying oh yeah and i i think i'll do do they do they this does patois have its own words or is it just a you know a slang or a dialect i should say that's a good question. It's kind of both, I think, you know? Because, like, I know they do say, you know, different... And there are obviously different names. And, you know, like, when I talk to some of my real rootsy reggae friends and they shout out to Ja and all that all right. the time, and right. they drop, like, a bunch of these other names of, like, people they praise upon, and I'm like, huh? King Selassie. Just, right. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, who... I, I've heard, maybe I've heard that one before, but maybe not. Right. It's it's a tough call. You have to read about him. He's from Ethiopia. Some good stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like there is a bunch of great lore of uh, what goes be, behind Rastafarianism right. too that I'm not hip to, as well. That is obviously the biggest influence in reggae music. It's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what was it? You know, I it's mean, spiritual for them. So you know, a lot of the roots reggae. You know, like you mentioned, Steel Pulse before, right? 
Yeah, I was going to ask, how does a band some, like Steel Pulse from the UK end up with dreadlocks? Right. Well, they, you know, they weren't from the UK originally. Not all of them, I don't believe. So they were born or their parents brought them that way, right? Okay, okay. So that's how they ended up over there. But they, yeah, they, they have some really great music. Steel Pulse is another one. Yeah, we should bump one of theirs. All right, I got you. You got me? Just because these are uh, guys that I really do hope to get on the Wake and Bake one day, man. I say I had some great conversation with Selwyn. Yeah, Stepping Out. Stepping Out's a good one. Everybody yeah, these loves guys, this song. So sh- while you're playing this, I could tell people how we even stumbled into those guys. Sure. All right, so we were at the one. Let's turn it down. Just a tad. But, yeah, we were at One Love Music Festival out in Long Beach. And me and Waldo were walking to the area to go do some interviews where, like, the trailers and shit were. And uh, there was just this incredible-sounding band. And, I mean, when you're like me and you're walking through, a lot of these bands, if they, they sound alike. We'll keep it real, okay? These guys had the most incredibly tight sound that only a band that's been doing it for 40-plus years could have, Okay? It was, it's like when you get to go see the Stones or something live. It's like those, it's just something that you can't, I can't describe into words. It's a sound that you just have to hear. And I went, Waldo, I don't know who that is, but we got to go back there and meet them. So we walked back there and I waited for their set to end. And I waited at that fucking like loading ramp off the stage to catch them and just be like, dude, I don't know who the fuck you guys are, but... Holy shit, you are the tightest sounding band one of that I've ever heard. Like, the last time I heard a band sound that tight was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. All right? 2006. So, yeah. shouts out to Steel Pulse. Okay. Steel Pulse really does have it going on in that vibe. You know? Their music's just untouchable. Yeah. And as live musicians... I mean, again, it's something that you don't get timing like that unless you've played and rehearsed with that same group of dudes for 30-plus years together. I think they've been a band since 75. Yeah. 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 Another one of their hits was Roller Skates. This one here. Right? You guys heard of Burning Spear? Who? Burning Spear? No, mm-hmm. not hip. Where are these guys out of? Burning Spear is from Jamaica. Beautiful. Let me find you some Burning Spear. It's really, it's really cool to get into this, the, like the the real roots of the stuff that I'm into today. Because now I'm like, I get to hear some of this and go, oh, again, you know, it's like, wow. Not only am I hearing some of these riffs that my homies have jacked. But uh, even some of the same, what's the word I'm looking for, where you like, not jacking someone's swag, or like, what's, I, it's, it's a mimic, not mimicking, what can't I think of the word, Man dude? Influenced, oh. Uh, yeah, influenced, for influenced. sure, but they're definitely mimicking some of these guys. Right. Like, for sure, I mean, well, I, I don't know so what other word for There's only so many times you can do them. Well, you get so inspiration, you know. 
That's how I get my inspiration for the dubs I'm doing. I just... No, no, I'm talking about literally oh. mimicking them, like, line for line here. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, nah. yeah, and I get it, though, because it's just like a shout-out and a throwback. Right, It's right. fucking awesome. Right. But it's just so cool now for me to actually comprehend and be like, oh, that wasn't originally from you, man. Oh, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that's cool. I did, like... Even one of the ones that I notice is a lot, and this is a newer one. It's not going to shout out to these older guys, but my homies from Audic Empire, man, they do riffs and quick little lines and shit from, like, Sublime and 311, who are huge influences on them. Right. And, yeah, I'm hearing it now from, you know, same vice versa shit. It's, right. It's really cool. I'll throw you on some Burning Spear. This, is a, this one's pretty easy to understand, so it's... got a good beat going on right oh yeah i love the fucking snares in yeah. this man like they're just and then so he, cool. he dubs out with a lot of stuff too like this this one's social living see yeah dude his, the use of the snare in these songs is great it's good stuff because it almost right there like that dude that's pure fucking that is pure Jazz influence, early 20s jazz influence right there. Yeah. And that makes me an even bigger fan. Oh, I love that. Now, who is this? This is uh, Burning Spear. Burning Spear. I was going to say Burning Pulse because I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> Burning Spear. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal stuff. All right, so then let's let's get back into let's. Uh, let's I got one for you. This, okay, what do we got? This this is uh, this is totally along your steel pulse lines. Third world. You guys heard third world? Never. Oh, uh, you know this song. Watch this one. You know this song, right? No, I've never heard this, but I love it. Third world. Beautiful. Right. Hell yeah. So these See, guys. And all... That's that. That's one of those ones where it's yeah. It brings it back to that. That rooty. It was way more political and yep. about freeing the people. And that's why I'm a big fan of even that. That it's one of the newer bands that I like. I love I Tell Vibes. I Tell Vibes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Our homie Dread Kennedy, dude. Yeah. What's you? What you got here? Oh, Bolski Wolskis. <laughs> Bolski Wolski. I like those keys. <laughs> my pineapple express over here oh, i'm gonna need to light Ooh. this but uh so let's jump back into where we were in the timeline of uh, we're jumping into the to the to the late 80s into the early 90s now right all right and this is where we i i guess now we've gone and seen this transition of these roots reggae bands and when did it jump into the u.s and become an influence into punk and hip-hop. 
Well, it you know it really started with Bob. Once Bob started touring here, some it began it gained popularity. Like I was saying, you know, with him ended up headlining his own, doing his own shows. So you got a lot of other artists that started coming around. People started seeking out that music. The record shops started carrying the 45s and the 33s, and people started buying them up. And they started listening to Steel Pulse, Third World, these Burning Spear, other bands like this, and. These guys got gigs and came here to start doing their tours and building building their audience and so it but that that took these bands twenty years for that to happen for them yeah to the evolution of reggae it took a minute you know that's that's why the seventies I'd say from mid seventies until now you know <coughs> it's actually kind of fizzled it's not it's not quite the same reggae as it was there's some great new artists but there are still roots you know and yeah. great dancehall artists as well. Oh, there's plenty of them. I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't. But the I styles a changed big, a little bit. I was about bit, to say, know? the style may may have changed, but I feel like, I feel there's, like there's a huge fan base. Huge, now. yeah. Because oh, there is. It's very mainstream. We've nowadays, seen the huge definitely. switch from even like, you know, guys like me that are big metalheads and emo guys and shit from back or, in the day that are all fucking, they've got dreadlocks and are walking around barefoot now and fucking <laughs> holding true. gems in their very pockets. True. Right. Well, it's like I started growing my dreads. I'm 58. I started growing them almost four years now. Oh, I you started know? growing my hair like a year and a half ago because yeah, I'm going to do dreads. I just decided I'm not cutting my hair anymore. What I hair? did my time raising my kids, yeah. doing all the, you know, normal <laughs> The dance. real adult yeah. shit. Yeah, the adult shit. Now I'm free, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be chill That's my well, thing. Right? I lost my, my eyes and I was like, well, I don't ever have to fucking worry about like a job or getting a real job. And I've pretty much gone for broke on this wake and bake thing. So fuck it. I'm getting dreads. I just got to grow my hair real long now. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the first step. But uh, all right. So all these dudes are really that's just crazy, man. It's like 20 years of hard grinding for bands like that to really break into the U.S. Yeah, between the, the 70s, 80s and, and the 90s were hot. Hot, hot, hot. You couldn't get enough reggae at that point. And then, it changed up a little bit. But then, when did it get, like, this crossover is what I'm looking for. Like, With the dance hall. When you talk about hip-hop and the other influences, you know, from those guys. This dance hall has brought that there. Yet Sean Paul, Buju Bonten, Beanie Man, all those guys started being influenced. They started, you know, collaborating with, like, Beyonce and, you know, other... Other artists, right? Um, oh, okay, okay. So those were the dudes that were making all those fucking the actual production behind everybody. Right. Right on. Okay, because that's right. what I was wondering where that all came in. Like, there had to have been something that, like, again, you know, came in and pushed this influence into people. Because there, there's always got to be a market. Right. Or it doesn't work. So that's what I'm wondering. That when did somebody realize, ah, damn, we got to start. You know, you incorporate reggae into punk rock and you come out with bands like Sublime or 311. Because you can think of a band like 311, all right? And 93 is when they broke in and got, like, signed and, you know, hit, right? So, before that, though, they were a fucking just a punk band out of Omaha, Nebraska. All right? And then they go out to Cali and they go, you guys are dope. Check out this scene that's popping off here right now with these other bands like these people called No Doubt and these other dudes called Sublime, uh, you know, right. and whoever else was really popping off at that time. I'm kind of fucking ripped now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, they they uh, and they go, hey, you know, incorporate these this this new sound because it's going to make, you know, your 
your punk sound that you have more what's the word I'm looking for here more palpable yeah to somebody's ear and then bam this whole new fucking like string of Cali reggae comes about um I just I'm trying to see when that really I guess that that fills in that transition from like 80 you know late I guess, yeah, late it 80s did, to yeah. early 90s. Yeah, like Big Fish and those guys started. They were some of the first ones around back in the Yeah, when did Ska start coming back around, like, and getting, like, that heavy, like, with the horns and the bam, 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 Yeah, it was always around, but I think, you know, when it comes to those guys out in Cali, they started picking up on that, you know. They, they liked those vibes and they incorporated it in their own stuff, and that's when they really took like off. Like Skate Ska and stuff? Yeah, it was that, that so that yeah. really so that was just another thing where it was like a bunch of skateboarders got into reggae. Yeah, Tony Tribal Hulk. Seeds, Revolution, <laughs> all those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, Sublime, I mean, yeah. We Sublime was really one of the first two that really crossed over that way. Yeah, dude, for sure. Uh, I only know that even the reason that Sublime started doing that was Bradley took a uh, boating trip, a sailing trip with his dad. And they went down to Jamaica and saw some some reggae bands, and he brought it back to reggae, and they just influenced him. Yeah, yeah incorporated right. it with it probably you know, blew his mind, bro. Oh, Could you yeah, imagine that? Yeah. But then the other cool thing that Sublime did was they that went incorporated hip hop and stuff, and yeah. you know that extra yeah. production, yeah, right? Which very was very unique cool. at that time. Like nobody else was doing that. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. But like when we go and think about. Those dance hall music bands, all right? What was it that made that scene never, like, pop off? Was it the fact that it was too dirty and grungy, unlike the Cali reggae? No. Which was I, much more radio-friendly? No, a lot of it did. They, you know, they you know, like, cut lyrics out of songs. Like, Sean Paul, Bujubantan, Shabba Ranks. Those are some of the big ones that made it top 40 that they'd be playing on the radio. Yeah. You know, yeah. every hour the song's on, right? Yeah. So those were dance hall artists, you know, from the 80s and 90s. There's a couple examples of ones that made it, that made top 40 and played all the time. I just, I feel like as a whole, that wasn't a music that didn't, it never caught on mainstream. Like, you know, like heavy metal cut on. Or right, right. It's like I said, Cali reggae caught on still catches on it's still huge right uh roots reggae will never die no Fuck no. no never will you know these ska nice. fans are always gonna love ska right dance is the same way in america here you don't have a lot of it going top 40 or being popular as much as elsewhere in the world yeah but you're right you're right in that regard i think yeah what do you think it is about that i don't know i mean maybe because it just the artists here in general, there's plenty of dance music already, you know, and it's always been the norm, right? Yeah, I guess that's true, especially you know, when, you, like, because <coughs> the dance hall stuff does get, it's more produced sounding, and it's like, I yeah, guess. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It can get, it can get, yeah, yeah, and it's hard to find a real market for that, especially because some of the music that is produced and sounds like that and has you know those type of lyrics has to be stuff that's pushed in clubs into some type of market and you're not gonna really get that in cleveland ohio <laughs> no, or you know indianapolis no it's so it's like really fast-paced like this guy elephant man here listen to this one real. yep good to go 
How many people in America are dancing to this? You know, yeah, I wish they were. I wish it was everywhere. Right, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, like, how does it not? How did this just get passed over so heavily? Right. When you get to the major cities, you know, out to Atlanta, L.A., places like that, this stuff exists. There's a place where they're playing it. You know, fuck yeah, there is, dude. I used to live in Miami. Right, you know, Miami especially. Oh yeah, there's plenty of room for it. I'm just like, yeah, but like. How does it? Even when I go to festivals and shit, there's they're not playing. There's no dance hall bands. No. There's what? It's all roots reggae and Cali dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and the now there's a bunch of mid Atlantic and Midwest reggae. Shout out to Cleveland reggae. But it, yeah, it's uh yeah what? Yeah, Packy Mali, you know Carlos Jones, his crew, all those guys, a great bunch of people in Cleveland. That's where I'm from. You know, I told you about starting <laughs> reggae. It was in the flats before the flats were even the flats. We're talking 1980, 1981, yeah. 78, 79. Yeah, old school stuff. Right, right. Peabody's right. Down Under used to be down there. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it was called Peabody's Down Under, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that was a great club, though. I only remember it when it was like, you know, when I was going to the metal shows with Steve. Right. Yeah, those were fun. Those were good times for us. But yeah, Steve-o. I just, yeah. This this missed a whole Steve-o. <laughs> Hell yeah. This missed a whole like generation, I think, as well. Right. This didn't hit dance hall did not hit my generation. I'll promise you that. Well it kinda yeah, it did a little bit, but not you guys were young at that time. Like Steve O really liked the song by Bujubanta and Walk Like a Champion. He got down with that song every time I cranked it in the car or in the house. But at the mind you, he was like Five, six yeah, years old too, right? Keep in <laughs> mind, you introduced him to that. I wasn't, right. I wasn't gonna find any of that on the radio or no, anything. You or surfing through MySpace, right? Or even from my dad. Yeah, my parents. Van Halen. My parents right. wouldn't have been playing that either. Right. right. This was which I wish I, though. Shit, I wish. Right. This is something that I'm even stumbling into now as a 29 year old man. You're showing me these for the first time. This is like it's eye opening for real. There's so many. There's this song Ganja Farmer here by Marlon Ashter. Yes, I'm a ganja planter. Call me the ganja farmer. I love this song. Good stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Instantly. I could bump this driving in my shout car. Shout out to all of our dudes at Gage Green Group. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, you shout out to Jay Boog. Oh, for definitely. Oh, I love Jay Boog. We met him at uh at One Love. He does a he does this song. The, ah, you know what he does? You're right. Yeah, Holy shit! I totally forgot. Yeah, we type it in. I got it. For Good call on that one, my dude. Yeah, Jim that's good. It's really cool, yeah, to get uh, to get hip to all of these though. <laughs> nah, Our know. dudes from the band Innovision just released an album. I think it was called Back to the Roots. Right. Back to the Roots, man. But there's some they're they're Hawaiian. They there's a big reggae scene coming out of Hawaii too. Ooh, I could only imagine. Yeah, that's where he's J Book. Where's J Book from? Hawaii. 
Oh no, I didn't know that. Which island? <laughs> Hell yeah. That's great. That shit's fun. Let me say that uh, I'm a big fan of when somebody can do it right. Yeah, right. If you're going to do it, do it right. He does. Okay, so I played Police and Thieves earlier by The Clash. Yeah. Check out Jay Boog's version of Police and Thieves. Oh, Lord. Jay Boog with the covers. Oh, yeah. He's got it going on with this song, too. Yeah, that shit was fire. That dude had the crowd hype at one love. Good J-Bug right there. That's good stuff. Now, how do you feel about the newer reggae bands uh, incorporating, like, hip-hop and stuff into this, yeah, so, you this know, new form? You know, Eddie Murphy and Snoop Dogg did some stuff, right? <coughs> oh, Not my him. God. Red know. Light? Red Light. Oh, uh, yeah. Put, here's some man, red light. Yes, yes. Okay, I got you. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good I mean, I, I knew uh, Eddie Murphy could sing, but I mean, I didn't know he, he was into reggae and shit like that, though, either. That yeah, was, they, that's, both, they both, uh, you know, went that route for a minute. So, what did you think about the whole Snoop Lion thing? I don't know. I don't see him out doing much about it anymore, so it's kind of got me weirded out, too, mm-hmm. you know? Let me find the Red Light song for you here. So do you dig the newer bands that are incorporating, like, the hip-hop and rap into the... Uh, it's good. I mean, any music's good. I'm a, I love all music, so that part's a given. But for me, I prefer Roots, Dub. You know, I like the old-school stuff, right? Right on. I like those, those beats, those skanks, that bass line. That's a really, oh, really yeah, feels definitely. inside your body, right? That's, that's where it is for me. Um, I like it all too much. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hype on all of it, man. I jammed any of this stuff. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm just again. My mind is blown by dancehall and how it just we like completely fucking just skipped over it, like people my age. Yeah, your generation it was kind of that way. It was in between. Well, yeah, all of our fuck dub, dubstep and shit hit the scene right after metal and sh- and you know the, the emo shit died out. Right. Dubstep came in, took a uh, Skrillex. Was every girl looked like Skrillex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was walking My around. My daughter was part of that whole genre. Yeah, they yeah. started. Sh- every girl shaved the side of their head and walked around with a light up binky in her mouth, and it was like, dude, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> 
I'm like, can you go back to at least just go back to dyeing your hair seven different colors? That was that was that was fine, dude. The pinky and shaving your head's too much. Hey, you got to stand up. Whatever, dude. Whatever tickles your pickle. But I felt bad for. Uh, yeah, and I feel bad that that's what took over, and we didn't get a chance to get like a dance hall wave going there. Because then that whole scene even died out as of recently. EDM is like a a thing that you really only go, well, now because of COVID, it's nil completely. But you really only cared about EDM for Ultra or like a Life in Color festival or like Mad Decent. Right. Any of the big, big festivals with like super dope DJs where you'd see like 50 of them. But the <clears throat> cool thing about living in Miami was like during Ultra Music Week, well, not there was it was good and bad. One, I wanted to murder everybody because of the traffic and never <laughs> yeah. being able to leave my apartment. <laughs> right. And then just yeah, it was just it's a shit show. But the cool part is you if you don't have a ticket to Ultra, you can literally just go to South Beach and go to any of the hotels and their pool. They're gonna have a giant party going down with one of the major DJs. Yeah. South Beach is a great area, man. Yeah, I lived like two and a half miles north. Did you really? Yeah, I was like, you you know the South Beach area? Um, it's been many, many moons, but I used to hang down there quite a bit. In, All right, so I lived in the on, 80s. <laughs> I lived right off of uh, 85th and Collins. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dog. That was great. Uh, I loved living down there, and I hated it at the same time. <laughs> right. I hated it because there was no Christmas there, okay? Right. And I was just south of Ball Harbor, which is strictly Jewish. Right. All right? And then, yeah, they... The holidays always had me fucked up. The traffic to get anywhere takes too long. Right. There's only two roads, north and south. I used to live just outside of Orlando, Orlando, actually Kissimmee. That's where Steve-O was born. No shit. But, yeah, it was crazy down there. My brother grew up down there in Altamont. In Altamont, yeah. Yeah, I lived in Altamont. Oh, right on. Yeah, he grew up. He went to graduate. (laughs) Florida's a different lifestyle, you know? You know where Lake Brantley High School is? By chance, because that's no. where he graduated from. Oh, right on. It was, he said, I think it's like somewhere between like, yeah, Altamont Springs and Apopka, somewhere in that area. I don't so that early so dance that hall scene. No, really no, he hood? said it was, no, he's in the nice area. There's a lot of hoods in that yeah, area. Yeah, Apopka's hood. That, so check it. Orlando his, and, uh, so Apopka's, and Apopka's public school. And his, they did, like, that whole, like, busing transfer thing where, like, if you went to a Apopka because it was so shitty, you were allowed to go to Lake Brantley where he went. And uh, it just, yeah, it tanked the school system. Yeah, I, I know that the hood was definitely, like, Rosemont. Rosemont. I, and Paramore. I think that's what it was. The hood was, like, the transfer point for the buses. And Paramore. And that was definitely You don't want to go to Paramore. <laughs> don't go to Paramore in Orlando. <laughs> Paramore. Don't go there. That's like the trail. Here? That's like the trail. This is a little Oh Ja Ja by Eddie Murphy. This is Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Fuck out of here. Eddie Murphy. Recipe. Yo, he can sing. Yeah. I knew he could sing from like you know his little bits that he does. <laughs> right, like, right. I didn't he think he'd actually po- get down and do serious music. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't want to party all the time anymore. You know? <laughs> right. He just wants to make reggae. 
Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg did something with Damian Marley. It was kind of early on before he really started kicking it too much. This is a little thing called Can I Get It? Well, Get a Light. One of the Bob, Mar- one of the Marley sons I got beef with, and he doesn't even know it. Oh, yeah. Which one is it? Uh, Kimani. Kimani, Kimani, yeah. Kimani, yeah. I got yeah. beef with him, and he doesn't even know it. So he was in South Miami. That's he started he, shit with my dude Rover. Yeah, he... Oh, yeah. he uh, that's the one he that did. said Top Shot Us. He did. I remember that. I actually <laughs> went to his book signing over on uh, Chagrin. Yeah. I think it was Chagrin. Beachwood, <laughs> somewhere over that way. Yeah, he started shit with my homie. Yeah, it was actually then, I think, right? I don't, wasn't it a few years ago? That was ago. 2011 so when yeah. that happened. It was way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I took Steven. Steven and I went to that. Yeah? Yeah, I got a picture with him and stuff. I got <laughs> his book signed, all that <laughs> shit. But then, right, that whole thing was like, fuck that shit. What happened with all that? Uh, it was like this, man. So uh, they just finished up the interview, all right? And during, well, during the interview, Rover was reading his, you know, prep list with all of his research on it. And then he saw that his mo- that Kimani's mom was a ping pong, world ping pong Olympian for Jamaica. Fuck yeah. All right? That's gangster. And then, of course, Rover made a joke about it. And about her taking uh, Bob Marley's balls in her mouth. That <laughs> <laughs> pissed him off. Dun, and dun, and dun, Kamani dun. didn't do shit on here. He laughed about it, and it was like a joke. Come on, man, you're on foot. You're on a shock jocks radio show. And yeah, you're looking right, for right. promo. Yeah, what right. the fuck were you? Lo- yeah. All right. All right. So he doesn't say shit. All right. So, but then the, the interview ends, and him and his boys are in the bathroom before they're about to leave, and Rover's phone screener at the time, who's his producer, now dumb, is in the bathroom, and they don't know it, okay? And they hear uh, Kimani and all his boys talking shit about Rover, all right? That's right, yeah. And then so dumb is, like, here and there and just listening to everything, and they wait to, waits till they go out to their car to leave. Dumb goes into the studio and lets Rover know everything they were saying, right? And then Rover goes, oh, F that pussy. If he wants to talk shit, come back to my studio right now and do it. All right? You want to talk about beating my ass or whatever? Show up at the studio. Come on. Right. So Kamani came back, dude. Yeah. Kamani came back, and they went, and they opened the studio, and they went and ran in there. And it was just a big pussy fucking screaming match. No one did anything because right, everybody's right. a fucking wannabe studio fucking gangster. Publicity, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't it, though? Hey, look, I'm talking about it, huh? Right. Yeah, somebody's going to go Google that now. <laughs> this is a little kick with Damian Marley and uh, Snoop Dogg. It's called Can I Get a Light? Get a Light. You heard this before? Say, man. No. Nah. Let, let me get a light on. Yeah. Hey, Timbo. Haha, <laughs> that's classic, right? So that's uh, yeah, that's Snoop, dog. Right, that's I love some Snoop, that. old school Snoop, right? Love Snoop. Yeah. You get all. He's just got such a uh, individualistic style and like a singular flow. He certainly it's like, does. It's like you can't if you even try to fucking chop it up and imitate him. It's just never gonna do what he could do. You know that's 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 a genius at work right there. 
Right. And one of the best hustlers I've ever seen in my life. True. Dude hustles, that's true. Fucking yeah. Talk about every facet of the game. He's got some kind of hand in, bro. I go to fucking at home with my fiance. I bet he got a line of spatulas or some shit right there. <laughs> bet. Snoop, Snoop on everything. Spatulas. Snoop brand spatulas. Bet, dude. Everything's better with Snoop. Everything, <laughs> everything's better with Snoop, Dot. That's another dude where people always ask, they're like, another, who's somebody you can have on your show? Who do you love to have on the Wake and Bake? Snoop. Snoop. Dude. Oh, yeah. Right away. We could we could clash his... Uh, what? GGN? GGN. Yeah, I'll, I'd love to go on GGN, man. I'll roll up fat with Snoop, bro. He smokes <laughs> a strong pack, so do we. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll smoke a couple with oh, him. Oh, for so sure, No, Not just one. No, never just <laughs> one, man. We'll just keep them going. That's how we roll things sometimes. So then, yeah, what it, let's uh, let's get back into it, man. Let's complete our history lesson here. All right? So we're into the new age of reggae, all right, where they're incorporating production, hip-hop sounds, and people are remixing all of these old songs now. Uh, are you doing that same thing? What is your project that you work on? What is your art with, with, with spinning and dubbing reggae? Right. Uh, what I like to do is go old school and dub the old school reggae the most you know because it's just very rootsy it's where it is you know the new stuff it's fun to dub but i like doing it old school and even when i'm producing myself and working on my own studio it's all that old style dub you know it's it's good stuff a lot of again a lot of reverb echo delay Sirens, the whole bit, vocals, do you, different is that, effects. Do you like doing the old school reggae, rootsy stuff more because it was like those bands didn't have the options to make those sounds in studio at the time, and now yeah. you get to go back and be that producer? Yeah, what's, what's fun about it is like, you know, it'd be great to have all the old analog equipment that they used to have because, you know, a lot of people that still produce that it. That sounds like a pain yes. The sound is great. It's about well, the sound, right? Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. It may be a pain in the ass, but, I mean, shit. Nowadays, stuff is so easy to produce. It is. I mean, I'm like, using Ableton 10, you know, to produce my music. It's, it's phenomenal. But I heard it's, Ableton is great. Yeah, it is. It's a huge learning curve, but it's, it's worth it. What about when you go in to do a live show, then, do you have sets like I, I, to know how you do your music, or do you just go and vibe with it and you know... Well, how I, your board works and yeah i do and it, it all depends you know i go in with an idea of what i'm going to play based on the venue you know the crowd that's there i got a good idea of what i'm going to play to start with but you're always watching the crowd you always got to be figuring out what's going to move the crowd or worth what they're doing and and then go that vibe you know mm-hmm. and with the library of music i have in the reggae world i'm able to transition in one direction or the other you know when it comes to that sometimes it's it's all about the beats, you know. It's just you just got to feel the vibe. It's a vibe thing. It really is. If I uh, see people moving and they're getting down with what I'm playing, I'm playing similar music with for them, you know. What got you into reggae? Uh, like I was saying, you know, I went to this kid in high school, three two beer option. We moved his brother-in-law and sister's equipment. They were a reggae band. I didn't know anything about reggae at that time, you know. So we were going over to. Uh, off of uh, 117th there in Triscuit, right? like 123rd Street. They had a house, had a studio in the basement. We'd go over there and smoke out as kids and hang out, you know, and be around reggae music, man. It, 
And then on late night, so was on it Friday like popping over to record stores and just searching the reggae bin? Yeah, well, those, these guys, they were, you know, they were their own band. They played cover music. They were always striving to find the actual sheet music for the cover music to play oh, it correctly. Yeah. That was a big challenge for them Huge back in the day. Back in the day. Right, right. But they pulled it off and they were able to I remember do their that, own thing. Dude, I remember that in the 90s, okay, before the internet popped off, and especially before you could print shit. Yeah, like. Just, oh. Bro, like I having to search out and like trying to find the fucking drum book for Metallica's "Ride the Lightning" was the biggest pain in the dick <laughs> right. that I've ever endured. Right, right. So yeah, I I understand a little bit of that life, but then like luckily for me, like five years later, it was like internet, drum and guitar tabs everywhere, unlimited. Go ahead, everybody can now cover anything. Plus. Bands like Blink-182 came out and started making music, and it was like, oh, dude, you're only using three chords. I got you. <laughs> yeah. That was a godsend. You, you heard a song uh, that Snoop did with Collie Buds, Smoke the Weed? No, no, Smoke and I love Collie Buds, dude. You know That's that from, uh, yeah, Reincarnated. Hell yeah, right? That's wonderful. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. See, too. yeah, that's why I got to get way hip, man, and start diving deeper. But I got to start listening to more than just, you know, some of these these uh, these bands that I get. I get really hooked on, like, a band at a time. I'm right. really guilty of that. It's more like a band, like three bands at a time. And I, I'll run through their music, like, every day for, like, two months until I know every word to their whole playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite new artists, he's young. He's younger than you guys. I swear, like, what he sings, it's just, uh, it's got so much meaning and depth to it. His name is Chronix. Oh, yeah. I, I like Chronix. You like Chronix? This one's Rastaman. De La Move. This one's Rastaman yeah. Wheel Out. He does, he does so many good songs, man. I, I was big into Chronix and... Uh, Protégé and Kabaka oh, okay. Pyramid. Yeah, Kabaka Pyramid, reggae yeah, music, that's, that's all that. That's my shit, yeah. though, yeah. yeah or is that like, real rootsy stuff? or yeah, It's more like newer here. stuff. This is Rasta Man Wheel Out Yeah, let me tape some of this stuff. Yeah, here you go. Mr. Man to walk from me. Funky. Yeah. I'm also, so what do you, are you a fan of like when you go to these festivals and it's incorporating like 
not only reggae but funk and stuff like that? Are you into that, or are you just like more of a, a reggae dude? No, I totally love all kinds of music. Um, who's the one? No, who's the uh, who's the artist that we went to go see over in uh, Cleveland? Yeah, G, you know, you heard of G Love and Special Sauce? Uh, I feel like I have. G Love and Special Sauce. Cool. He's kind of like Ben Harper and the rest of them that were doing stuff with the Marleys. And right on, right yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. G Love and Special Sauce. He he does a lot of stuff too. It's good stuff. Hell yeah. yeah. See, that's uh, it's good that you like to, you know, keep versatile with it. Now, do you ever incorporate any of these other types of music when you're out running your DJ stuff? Absolutely. You know, that's like we talked about the Cali Roots thing. I'll play a lot of that kind of stuff. It just all depends on the crowd. Right? We were talking about vibe earlier. If I see they're vibing more in that direction, I'm all over it. If they're, if they're down with the roots, I'm on the roots. If they're more wanting to dance, you know, I could play some hard stuff too. That's, I call it, it hard. It depends on the it's, crowd. It's a sound system style, but it's, a, it's just good stuff. It's, um, how, do, how do I say it? It's done more like we talked about in a studio. It's not necessarily a, a whole band. There'll be a, a flow artist type style with a beat, right? Now, is it is it different when you're in the studio working on something and getting your set together as opposed to when you're there working on your own tunes and your own music? Like, what, what's your vibe? Are, are you just incorporating a lot of, like, the same stuff? Yeah, I do both. You know, I do a lot of work down here. So I'm constantly, it just depends on my vibe for the day, you know, and what my energy is saying. Because with producing music and making something of your own, it's all about, you know, feeling at that moment. There's times where I'm upstairs and it'll be 2 o'clock in the morning and her and I look at each other. We're going downstairs? I'm like, yeah, let's go downstairs. There was one day last week we left this room at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I feel that. So you got to jump on it when you're feeling it, right? 100%, my dude, 100%. So this is uh, Interloop, Scaramucci, and The Architect. These are three different flow artists that do this song. It's called Dreader Than Dread. This song is badass. It's one of my favorite, like, new sound system kind of songs. And I'm going to kind of jump forward in it a little bit. Just you don't have to get too involved. But here, check this shit out. When the bass line drops, it's badass. Now you, since you do live shows, what's it been like for you? Not being able to go out and bump this stuff as often, or do, or do you know? With I'm sure before you were doing pretty packed gigs and stuff. Yeah, I had a really good crowd every Thursday night over at the West Side Bowl. I mean, every week, every week, it's a good time. Right. You know, it, it's been really a struggle, and that's why I'm doing this free show because now that we have a little bit better understanding about the spreading of this disease, this mm-hmm. this virus that's out there fucking with everybody. We decided, you know, now we know social distancing is effective, doing it in a big open field. And, of course, with the sound system, it's loud enough for everybody. So 
they'll be able to get out there and jam, right? So Has it given you more time to work on your own music? Yeah, that's it. That's what I keep reminding myself because as a performer, it drives me nuts that I can't be out doing that. Yeah. You know? So that's like, what, that's right, what well, I was wondering with that question before. I'm like, is it, is it, how is it that affecting you? You know, is it more time sitting here putting a set list together or working yeah, did, on your own shit? Yeah, absolutely. I did both. You know, I work on my sets, you know, and transitioning because I'll, I'll put sets together that I feel are, are right on spot and I'll go play them and they're perfect for the night. But, you know, the thing is, is I'll turn around and get down here in the studio and just start working on my own beats and it yeah. helps keep me sane because if i if i just sat upstairs and laid on the couch like a lot of people are doing you know or sitting with their shirt and tie on and a pair of shorts and a beer in their hand when they're doing their conference calls that's not okay. me right so i'm down here working right and refining my skills and just doing what i'm doing you know, oh trying yeah to make it sure. happen right now with you working on your new stuff do you keep in mind um of like an artist that you're influenced by or do you just go in blank slate and start with maybe like a baseline beat and go, ooh, I hear this in my head yeah, or this exactly. vocal. Or both. You know, I'll hear a baseline beat in a different song, you know, on someone else's song, and I'll get a variation of that on my own. Hell you yeah. Know? And that'll be, it, with reggae, it always starts with the baseline, right? Yeah. So it's about getting that right baseline, the right frequency, and then I'll build on that. And that's just kind of how I've been doing the stuff that I've been doing. It works. No. How often do you incorporate, like, a vocalist or something on the music you put together? Um, well, it just depends on the song, because some songs you don't do any vocals. It's just all dub. It's just a great roots all the way through. Right on. And then other ones, my wife is such a great lyricist. She's such a great writer. She comes up with badass lyrics for yeah, us. Yeah, we, we got some taste of that earlier. Yeah, right, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's good stuff. We're going to um, roll out some things here on the 18th that are new. Do you have anything out on, like, streaming platforms or anything people can listen to? You know, that's – so, you know, with me and my studio time and this free time, that's actually one of my next objectives is to get a good media presence. You know, because of Nate at the West Side Bowl, you know, he's like, hey, what do you think about still doing some reggae, but we'll just do it virtual. You know, I'm letting bands be virtual, so you should stick to your gig every Thursday night and do it. I'm like, that sounds great. So I get, got my studio set up. Every Thursday night I'm live. I'll end up with five, six hundred views, you know, plenty of viewers watching me. It's a good time. We advertise the day before, you know, the time of our show. Fuck yeah. Plug plug his, his uh, West Side Bowl. What's cool about him is he he's so creative with the food that he has, you know. He's got a really good following and craft beers and things like that. So I have yet to try the food there. So it's I'm amazing. The, the, their pizzas are amazing. I was going to say, what do you recommend? I'll tell you what I recommend, right? Now, don't get – are you vegan? Uh, pretty close. All right, don't <laughs> right. do that to me. Give me no, the no, real no. shit, dude. Here's the real shit. Here's the real deal, Holyfield. <laughs> All right. There's a place here in Youngstown called Space Cat. He yeah. has barbecue, smoked bar barbecue brisket, yes. pulled pork, the whole nine yards. Yes. So he partnered with Nate at the West Side Bowl, and they came up with a couple pizzas. They're the shit, man. All right. They're really, really good. Space Cat pizzas. All right. So bro. you really need to check it out because... It's a hot item, and he did it what on Thursday night. What kind of dough night, is so. it? Is it like is his it, dough? It's homemade. It, it, it's it's good you said that because is it it's Cleveland? one of my favorite is it pizza Brooklyn crust here. Style is it? It's more hand tossed style, right? I don't know. Is that is it like closer to Chicago style or closer to New York style? 
Right in between. So it's Cleveland style. Yeah, basically. Cleveland style. Damn it. I right. like New York style. New York style, right? I like that thin. Deep dish. That thin. No, dude. Deep dish is gross. Thin, big ass piece. I like that thin. The New York one. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. The thin that you, you fold. Thick. Fold in your hand. Yeah, right? that bad right. boy. That's, that's that that's shit for ass. me, dude. <laughs> I yeah, love that. The Panini's in Cleveland. That's uh, that's how they did their pizzas. Yeah, it's all They're still around, but they're, yeah. It's alright, man. It's alright. Right, it, it is what it is, right? There's a, there's a, there's a couple. Of, you know what? If you get the thin crust from Antonio's, is pretty fucking dope. All right, that's close to it. Um, and then Tony's Pizza. I don't know if you ever. They're kind of a chain. Yeah, they are. They're yeah. Good. yeah, but they they got a decent style, decent you know kind of New York style pizza. Angelina's and Illyria did too. Did they? Old school Angelina's up on Cleveland Street. They're, now it's on uh, Abbey Road. Yeah, and I think it's like yeah. a playoff of what was. Dude, they're, see, now yeah. there's shit. It's not good anymore. Not the same. Yeah, I'm nope. not a fan it's, of it's, it's Cleveland style, It's dude. like trying to find Lawson's chip dip. It's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, good right. fucking luck, bro. <laughs> dude, I'm you got to go to Circle K. <laughs> I got to go to Circle K, man. Oh, uh, there's okay, a... Okay, they have it, yeah. There's some play. You know, my... There's some really good places uh, out here in your neck of the woods in this Youngstown area that I really need to explore and check out. You guys got a lot of cool music and stuff out here. A lot of good music support, which is huge. And, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, coming to that show on the 18th. You want to give your plugs again? Let people sure. know where the shows are going to be and uh, where they can find you? Sure. You can find me at Rossby Productions on Facebook. The show is September 18th from 7 until whenever. It'll be at 375 Wilson Sharpsville Road, which is still a Warren zip code. From Cleveland, you're about an hour away. If you guys go to Nelson's Ledges, it's the same distance, like maybe another 10 minutes. Right on. Yep. Really ain't shit, though. Perfect, perfect. And where's your social media? Social media? The social media I use right now is just Facebook. Rossby Productions. All right. Yeah, that's where everybody's at. My live show stream there every Thursday night. You can hop on and watch. I vibe out down here. I'll take requests. If you're online and you're texting me, I'm watching my feed the whole time, chatting with people. So, no Hell worries. yeah. That sounds like a vibe, man. I look forward to coming out for the show on the 18th. 18th. Uh, and yeah. I thank you again for coming out. And right uh, on, while man. you didn't come out, we came out to you today. <laughs> so I thank you for letting us into your home to run away from bank, mm-hmm. my dear. Hey, Hell man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to put on like a little background beat, one of yours yeah. for us? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me fire one up here. Yeah, let me get one of yours. This is just a short little thing here that uh, we've been working on. Let's yeah, see. I'm going to hit this. I'm going to get this little outro, man. And thank you guys for stopping by and waking and baking this evening. You know I've been your host, Blind James. Hey, our executive producer, Swaldo, couldn't make it out tonight. But you guys can find him on Instagram at... Party with Waldo or at Fitness with Swaldo, S W O L E D O, or Metal to the Pedal, M E D D L E, for him and Jake's car content. And Jake Pastor, our other producer, videographer, couldn't make it out. Hopefully, the stream went okay for everybody tonight. If not, fuck it. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it, man. Jake Pastor can be found at Jake Pastor Audio or at J-A-Y-P-C-L-E. You can also find him at Signal Flow Studios. And Don Cooch. Yo, yo. My fucking dude. Hell yeah, was man. Thanks for coming out running this. Oh shit. hell yeah, we we learned some shit though. I actually oh. learned like the eras of each fucking 
that was of reggae. Like good little history, history lesson. I hope everybody who tuned in got as I'm good of a lesson though. as I did. <laughs> oh, I hope that everybody that tuned in got fried too, my yeah, man. Because yeah, I know we are. Oh, 100%, <laughs> man. Tell the people where they can find you, my dude. You can find me at Don underscore K-O-O-C-H on Instagram. Hell yeah, man. Find him and hit him up for all your recording needs, especially out of the rain county. He'll make it sound good just like he does for the Wake and Bake. And thank y'all yeah. again for stopping by Wake and Bacon. You guys know where you can find our show on Instagram. That's at the Wake and Bake OH. That's the Wake, letter N, Bake OH on Instagram. You can also watch our show on Facebook and YouTube. That's at the Wake and Bake with Blind James. You can also listen on your favorite streaming platform. Just tell your phone or smart speaker to go ahead and play the Wake and Bake with Blind James podcast. It'll do so. And if you like us, Last but not least, you're going to pop over to patreon.com slash blindjames. Hook it up with that donation. You can help us keep our show afloat. Keep bringing you dope-ass interviews like the one we brought you this evening with Rossby, the motherfucking DJ. Big up, big up. Killing it. The game is awesome for you, man. I'm loving this tune. Right on. Man, let's You guys have to come out and dub out. Come to the dub lab. Have some fun here in the garage. We'll... Get down, get high, enjoy oh, the no. vibes. Oh, dude, tons of vibes. Tons and tons of vibes, man. Again, thank y'all for stopping by Waking the Bake. Remember, if you if you lose your sight, never lose your vision. Peace. Peace. LeBlanc James. My name's LeBlanc James, bitch, and I got auto-tune on my voice. Thank you for waking and baking.